Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. of America, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a spectacular day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcast live from Southern California where the Lakers took down the Rockets last night and they have a commanding, commanding two games to one late. Yes! You know, um, Remember back when we had actual home games, right? And they would say an NBA playoff series doesn't start until a road team wins a game. Well, this started in game one, but it may have ended in game three. And I think what we're doing, what we do, is it's very, very normal in any sport to point to the offense, except baseball when you see a dominant pitching and that's part of their stat line. But the, the stats in basketball do not in any way reflect what somebody does, really the defensive end. Yes, you can get steals. Yes, you can get blocked shots. 
by the way, LeBron James had four block shots last night. I mean, just amazing. He ends up with 36 points, but here's what's interesting about it. The first half was really a lot like a pickup game. No one getting in the other's way. And LeBron had 29 points at the half. So if you look at it, when you end up with 36 points, you start with 29. You're like, man, he didn't play that well in the second half. Right? He just he didn't do that much. He ran out of gas, if you will. But that's not actually the case. I, I've told you this before. I will continue to tell you this. The cliche in sports is defense wins championships, right? Offense wins games, defense wins championships. And I think never is that more the case than with the L.A. Lakers and, frankly, with the, the Los Angeles Clippers. What's, what's remarkable about LeBron is not the scoring. 29 the first half, ends up with 36, has five assists, has seven rebounds. By the way, Anthony Davis, 26, 15 boards, six assists. And kind of interestingly, for a guy who is a very, very good shot blocker in his own right, doesn't have a block shot, but that doesn't, whatever. Uh, Rondo came in and gave him 21 points. Kyle Kuzma was better with 14 points. And they beat the Rockets going away by 10, 112 to 102, outscoring the Rockets in the fourth quarter by 10 points. But what, what's interesting is when I ask you why they won, most people would say LeBron James. And you go, well, he had 36 points. That game changed in the second half when the Rockets scored 38 points total after scoring 33 and 31 in the first two quarters. In other words, defense does, in fact, win games, this one in particular. And while I'm, I'm not being critical of LeBron, I'm actually telling you he played great, but I think he played better in the second half than he did the first. But it's really hard to, to convince people of that when he only, quote-unquote, only scores seven points in the second half after scoring 29 in the first. Does that make sense? Like, this one's a hard one to pick up on, but I, I mean it to be, I mean it because I believe it's true. The Lakers are built on their defense. Yes, they need LeBron and Anthony Davis and frankly, Kyle Kuzma to, to give them 70, 75 points. Which interestingly enough, right? You have LeBron and Anthony Davis collectively score, what was it, uh, 62 points? Kyle Kuzma gives them 14 points. There you go. There's your 75. That was their plan to start the year. But if you're watching, if you're watching, like the game is playing right now on NBA TV. The, the difference is in their defense. And LeBron's a huge part of that. But what happens is when we when we try so incredibly hard, we try so incredibly hard to do all of these things, you know, try so incredibly hard to do all of these things, like, for example, prove LeBron's greatness. Like, I'm, I'm following Nick Wright. I like Nick Wright. He's a good friend of mine. He loves LeBron James, and he points out the points and what he can do. And, like, dude, that's not the amazing part. The amazing part is what can you do when you're not scoring in basketball? That's actually the gift of LeBron James. He could end up, if he plays long enough, as the all-time NBA scoring leader, and I don't actually think that's what he does best. And, and in terms of pure offensive games, the numbers look good. Was 6 of 10 from the line. That seems to be a potential issue there, as he just is 
does not look comfortable at the free throw line, but it's all of the other things in totality, the consistency as he's now the all time playoff uh, wins leader should be pointed out that first round series last longer than they used to should be pointed out that he hasn't uh, missed a skipped a year. Now they did miss up on miss out on the playoffs last year, obviously not this year, but when you go to that many NBA finals, granted only winning three of them, you're going to play more games, more games mean more wins, more wins gives you the title of most playoff wins. So there's a little Derek Jeter in terms of stat accumulation to that argument. But at the end of the day, I, I think it's inarguable that when LeBron played his best last night, it had nothing to do with his offense, had everything to do with his defense. And his defense was spectacular. Not because of the block shots, but because of the activity, the leadership, the rotations, and how he motivates others to rise to his level defensively. Because if you look at it, Russell Westbrook had 30, James Harden had 33. So the, the, there's, there's actually not any difference between LeBron James and Anthony Davis in terms of the scoring. And people would point out Rondo and Kuzma and okay. But to me, what made them, what made last night special is LeBron James actually took over the game with the help of Rondo at the defensive end. That's how the Lakers and most teams win a championship. That's what separated him. But the, the points, the numbers, that kind of distracts us. And we, th- we think, we think that's the way in which, you know, you make your name. But if offensive stats were what really mattered, then James Harden's the greatest player ever, right? Then Giannis Antetokounmpo is far and away the best player in the NBA. He'll win the MVP this year, but he's not the best player. And they're home fishing. Which is not the way it works. All right, we got a lot more to get to. Um, we are 20, what, 7, 28 hours away from NFL football? Is that crazy or what? 27, 28 hours away from NFL football. Man. I mean, you got it. like, I, I missed a fantasy draft last night. I just completely forgot. I've been so in on the NBA stuff. And so when the NBA is on, you're not thinking about the NFL. And then I got another one tonight. I was like, oh, man, thank goodness for auto draft last night. Although my team is putrid. But, you know, when you have a bad team, you just hope for injuries to everybody else. And eventually it comes back around you and you see if you can follow everything. And it's actually not actually kind of makes to me that make it, it can make doesn't always it can make the whole fantasy thing um, a little bit more fun to play. Ramos, you got any fantasy? You got, are you in fantasy leagues? Yes, I am in one fantasy league. I think one is quite enough for me. I don't need to have 15 different players on 15 different teams, which some people do, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Fifth, wait, 15 different teams? Well, you know how some people like I have like 10, 15 different teams and they have all different players and they don't know who to root for and they root for the team that they play money for. It was just too much for that, me. That's the thing that, that fantasy football changes, right? It's right. like, man, I want my team to win, but I want my, my fantasy yes. player to do well. Only score touchdowns at the end of games when it's, <laughs> when it's out of reach. When the Rams are up by 21, please score for me. Yes, no. Yeah, I, I think like you, you see football players think – that they're getting hated on by, you know, like everybody thinks like there's some sort of hatred now for NFL players. I think it's far lighter than it's ever been because for the most part, 
you know, if I don't like your team, it doesn't mean it's going to stop me from now. Has that, has that ever stopped you from drafting anybody? Uh, no, I'll that take you the don't best. like their team that you don't like them personally. I don't, I do not draft, uh, San Francisco 49er players. Really? I guess. Correct. No, no Jimmy G for me. Maybe Kittle if it was like the last person oh, okay. left. Okay, so so I wouldn't draft San Francisco for a player unless he's awesome. Unless and he's then, really good. And then everything about what I said goes completely out the window. Right out that window, Doug. John Ramos, everybody. Uh, this was Frank Vogel talking about the defensive effort in the second half. We just returned to form in the second half. We knew we weren't, weren't happy with how we, how we defended in the first half and uh, came out and gave a gutsy, scrappy performance. Uh, in the second half, to hold that team to, to 38 points in the second half with all the firepower that they have is a, really a strong performance. So I'm proud of what we did. This is Vogel talking about LeBron's dominating performance. The lift he, he gives us with the superhero plays, you know, you can't really put it in words, uh, but he was doing it on both ends. I think he had 29 in the first half. We didn't play any defense in the first half. So, you know, this easily could have been a blowout if he wasn't hitting big shot after big shot. You know, he was spectacular with that, but... You know, when he's protecting the rim and then scoring 30 and a half, you know, that's just remarkable. Yeah, it's, it, it is truly, truly remarkable. Coming up next, this NFL team is telling you that they think they're in win-now mode. Ultimately, it comes down to one player. Does he have it in him? I'll tell you who that is next. But first, how much is your personal information worth to cyber criminals? Researchers have compiled an overview of the average price of stolen personal data for sale on the dark web. And while online banking uh, logins cost an average of $35, the range of documents and account details needed to commit identity theft costs around $1,285. The bulk of stolen information comes from large-scale data breaches. You ever got an email like that? Oh, it's just... You're like, man, what's what is out there? All in one protection with device security is available. Norton LifeLock is giving you more protection than ever with Norton 360 with LifeLock provides that identity theft protection, a VPN for online privacy. If you have an identity theft problem, a U.S. based specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all cybercrime and identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But Norton 360 with LifeLock is a powerful ally a powerful ally for your cyber safety so sign up today and save 25 percent off or more on your first year by going to norton.com slash doug that's 25 uh, percent off norton 360 with lifelock at norton.com slash doug fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search fsr to listen live i'm saleha mosin and i've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. We are one day away from football. Huh? Whoop! One day away from football. Yep, I said it. One single solitary day. Hope you're having a good one. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show, broadcasting live from Southern California here on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app. And, of course, you can uh, download um, you can uh, uh, download the podcast. As soon as this show is done and when you download that podcast, 
You can listen hour by hour or in its entirety. Plus, you can download the All Ball podcast. I think we'll record that tomorrow as we'll check out the Clippers tonight and react to it tonight. A lot to get to. Tomorrow, Texans, Chiefs, NFL football kicks off. That's pretty awesome. Pretty great. Pretty stellar. Pretty outstanding. Right? It's like, doesn't it feel like it's been forever? The last major sporting event we had was the Super Bowl in Miami. So it was like, yeah, we didn't have, we didn't have an NSA tournament. I didn't have a masters, you know, and then we've had whatever you want to call this baseball season. Now you have basketball in the bubble. And then when they're in the playoffs, it's not like a, you know, it doesn't feel as big as I think NFL football is going to feel. And you have Pat Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, the two highest paid players in the national football league two elite level quarterbacks. That's going to be pretty good tomorrow night. Right. Pretty awesome. We're not going to see Giannis Antetokounmpo in the conference finals. The Bucks were eliminated last night as Giannis sat because of his sprained ankle. There's going to be a lot of discussions in this offseason. Giannis, on some level, at this point, has shut it down, right? That when he sees a wall, he wants to go through it. That's what he told Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports. The idea is Giannis... Though he's under contract next year, this is the offseason where he can sign the Supermax. If you sign the Supermax, you're saying, I'm all in. Doesn't mean he couldn't be traded, but you don't really have any leverage other than, I just won't play anymore. And Giannis doesn't seem like that kind of guy if he signs signs the Supermax, like he's staying. And there's a lot of people who will come out and say, hey, you got to get a better team. You got to change coaches. You got to change offenses. You know, or Giannis needs to go in and ask to be traded. Giannis needs to be traded to the Golden State Warriors, the Oklahoma City Thunder, the New York Knicks, the L.A. Lakers. We do this in life a lot now, right? Like when your kid gets in trouble in school. When I got in trouble in school, there was hell to pay. My dad was a basketball coach turned a marketer for... Uh, my mom and dad had a a hospital, medical office building, interior design firm. And I will never forget my room in my house growing up was at the front of my house. Right, so like there's a little walkway from the from the driveway, and it was like curved, you know. And my dad would get out of his cars. He, he drove a Buick. And he clunk, you know, it's not like Buick doors close like a glove, right? It's pretty clunky. Close that Buick door. And when he'd do so, when he closed that Buick door, I'd hear his feet shuffling because he kind of dragged his feet a little bit. And he had these floor shine shoes. And when I heard that with him walking, and he also, he had always had change in his pocket. Remember what change is in your pocket? Like, I have no, what is, what are you talking about change? Change is that those are those things. Like, oh yeah. Dollars and dollars of quarters in his pocket. I don't know if he was playing the slot machines or what he was doing, but I knew when he walked in that it would be something like, right. That was my mom and my dad, my door closed, knowing my dad was getting the info on whatever had happened and I was getting in trouble and there was going to be either grounding, you know, you lose something, you take away the video games or worse, the spanking or something like that. Right. Like this, that was my life. 
Now a kid gets in trouble and the parent immediately emails the principal and tries to find out if there's something wrong with the teacher. A kid doesn't play in the second half of an AU game and the coach is blamed. We, we fail to have any sort of accountability towards our children. I don't know if it's because of the heavy handedness by which we were raised or it's just we love our kids or we just we think of people have abused power for years. I don't know. But we don't teach people accountability. I think that's the biggest thing. It's like, look, there are lots of people who you can blame for your lot in life. But the people who are most successful go like, you know what? I, I got to get better. Relationship ends and you can blame the other person. They did this. They did that. But at some point you got to look yourself in the mirror and go, what did I do? What did I do? It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean you're super flawed. It means you're actually human. And what can I do and to learn either fix that relationship or get another one? Right? You got to on some level be accountable and understand your own flaws, your own misgivings. We do this in, in real sports. We do this inside locker rooms. We do it inside coaches offices. We do it. Hey, we got to be better. But we don't do this when we cover sports because the same people who don't spank or believe in corporal punishment towards their children don't who are the ones who call the principal instead of discussing things with the teacher and how to fix their child. Those are the same people who are commenting on sports. When Giannis's team gets knocked out of the playoffs, so much of the discussion is about what the Bucks have to do. Get rid of Budenholzer. Get rid of Eric Bledsoe. Bring in a point guard. Or Giannis needs to go in and go, hey, I'm out. Don't sign that extension. Instead, say, trade me right effing now. Right? That, that's what we do. But you know what the truth of it is? Accountability. Giannis has got to get better. He shot 69% on field goals of five feet or less. 69%. All shots, and this is in the playoffs, in the bubble this year, all shots outside of five feet, 36%. I'm not talking about three-pointers. I'm not talking about, you know, end of half, end of game situation where he's just chucking them up. I'm saying five feet or more, 36%. You can tell me all these other things about, oh, but Mike Budenholzer's teams don't win the playoffs. You know, they, they should have kept Brogdon instead. They, they kept Bledsoe. You can tell me all these other things. Those are fine. Those, they are accurate on some level. But you know what? If he makes shots outside of five feet, it's really, really, really impossible to guard him. But we don't do that. We make it about the Bucks, about Bud, about Bledsoe, about Brooke Lopez, you know, about not having a second star when the team is completely built around him. And oh, yeah, by the way, like on some level, I, I understand rolling your ankle is kind of a freak thing, but even that can be minimized if you do ankle strengthening. Giannis Antetokounmpo's ability to be an NBA champion is going to come strictly down to work ethic. I don't know if it's because he's built his body or what's happened, but his shot is further from his head than it used to be. He has a little hitch in it, and it is not good. And the proof is in the statistical pudding. So I, I think when you when you think of it, you think of you know my dad walking in, floor shine shoes, changing pocket, ready to to smack some sense into me. Like that level of, hey, I don't care what the teacher said. I don't care what Johnny did. It, you know, if he gave you a wet willy, doesn't mean you can haul off and hit him in the face. 
I feel like our parents taught us to be a little bit more accountable than we do to our own children. And, you know, Michael Jordan was a guy who had to get better. Had to, we, we talk so much about Phil Jackson. Well, all Phil Jackson had to do is convince Michael Jordan to pass the basketball. Give him space, convince him to pass the ball. Jordan had to get better as a shooter. He did. Magic had to get better as a shooter. He did. Coming up next, uh, the Rockets are exactly who you thought they are. That's fine, but it's not good enough. I'll tell you, explain that next. But first, from contractors to property managers, pros today's have to do whatever their job calls for. And the Home Depot is here to help you make it easier. You've got the innovative products you know and trust to get the job done faster and up to your standards. And more ways to find them in-store, online, and through our mobile app. If you don't want to buy the tool, you can rent it. Plus, with receipt tracking and software that brings more order to work orders, you spend less time managing your business and more time growing it. With a wide range of delivery options, you can get whatever you need, from job qualities, quantities to uh, supply, small supply runs, delivery where and when you need it. And we'll keep you up to date on the status of your order with delivery tracking. So you can keep doing what you've done best. Whatever it takes to get the job done. The Home Depot. How doers get more done. That, this is for anybody. Not just DIYers, but contractors. You know the spot to go to. You know what the orange means. It's the Home Depot. How doers get more done. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief works fast and you won't stink. It's pharmacist recommended odor-free pain relief for muscle pain, backache, strains, sprains, even arthritis. There's no stinging or burning involved. It's simple pain relief. Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief works fast and you won't stink. Mm, 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 mm. Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Uh, boy, I was, I was looking at this and... Um, I thought to myself, the the Rockets are interesting. You know, everybody who covers and has played in the NBA, they all say, well, you know, playoffs is about adjustments. And you can change your defensive rotation some, you know. As the Lakers um, used a lot more of yesterday, there's something called a slot cut. Uh, the slot is the area on the basketball floor in between the free throw line extended and the top of the key. It's called the slot when the ball is in the post or on the weak side or on the strong side, you know, on the wing. And, you know, Kyle Kuzma cuts to the basket from that area. That's called a slot cut. It 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 causes the defense to uh, have to pick up a cutter and start to rotate and show its weakness and open up on the weak side for the offense. So you can change some of those things. The Lakers had to make a decision. Do we stay big or do we go small? They went small to match up. Rondo and at times Caruso, along with LeBron and Anthony Davis. And you, then you pick a whether KCP or Kyle Kuzma or whatever. You know, you don't play Dwight Howard. You barely play JaVale McGee. It, it goes counter to that old argument that I think the Rockets are actually using, which is... Yeah, did you? If you played football as a kid, a buyer I guarantee has heard this because buyer and I are similar age, 
He grew up in the Midwest. He played football. I guarantee Dan Byer has heard this line. You know, if we do what we do well, they'll have to adjust, right? Football coaches used to say that all the time. Well, we do what yes. we do well. And, you know. <laughs> yes. Men, if we execute and we do what we do well, we'll win. Oh, yeah. the, the motto of the triple option. You know, if we do right? it well, yep, they can't stop us. They're the ones that, yep. I mean, like, look, here's old school football thinking. Um, Daryl Royal is the longtime famous coach at University of Texas, right? And Daryl Royal was the one who came up with the saying, when you throw a football, only three, three things can happen and two of them are bad, right? The truth is when you throw a football, actually four things can happen and three of them are bad, right? You can get sacked. You can throw an interception. You can throw a touchdown or you complete a pass. I mean, I guess you could also implement an incomplete pass. That's five things. I don't know what, but I understand what he's saying, right? You can throw an interception um, or you could, you could, you know, complete a ball and you can also fumble. Like there's a bunch of things that can happen. That that's the old school way of thinking where the truth is when you run the football, you get stuck behind the line of scrimmage. You can fumble. You can, you know, you can gain yards. You can get no gain. Like there's a bunch of things that can happen when you run a football. And many of them are bad. But football especially, it's like we do what we do well and we'll, we'll, we'll win. Okay. Right. Right. Got it. Um, so I, I, I remember when the Spurs played against the Mavericks way back when the playoffs and the Mavericks were underdogs and they went small and the Spurs couldn't match up to them and the Spurs tried to do what they do well. But the truth is with the Rockets, like they kind of are who they are. Once you took away big guys, there is no pick and roll. Like there isn't. There's kind of take them offense, right? Like, or you screen for each other to try and get a mismatch and then it's take them offense. I'm going to go one-on-one, and if help comes, I'll try and find your guy. If help doesn't come, I'm going to shoot. They are who they are. The Lakers did not let them off the hook. Again, another football expression, but that was late Denny Green. They are who they are. It's just, there's no other way to, there, there's no, like, what adjust, the adjustments they're going to make are to their defense, to their offense, like, that's who that you can't, well, I, I remember this discussion with when the Clippers had Chris Paul and those guys like, well, they need more of a ball movement offense. Like, okay, well, you have DeAndre Jordan. Do you want him handling the ball? They have J.J. Redick. Do you want him handling the ball? Like, no. Blake Griffin was a good ball handler for a big guy, and so was Chris Paul. Like, those are the two guys going to handle the ball more. Why are you going to have I, – I when Oklahoma City lost to the Golden State Warriors in the playoffs right before Kevin Durant uh, left – I remember going on Oklahoma City Radio. Hey, how come they don't have a ball movement offense? Okay, are you going to pass to to Stephen Adams? Like, is that is that your plan? Andre Robertson, who no one guards. Like, is that your plan? Yeah, you're going to have to do better. Serge Ibaka can shoot, but he can't pass. You put the ball in the two guys, best guys' hands, spread out, and you know you have to have more cutting and movement, and whatever. But you can't do it if you don't have five people that can handle the ball. The, the Rockets have five people that can handle. They have no pick and roll. They have no post-up guys, really. Westbrook a little bit. They just kind of are what they are. And it's not diverse enough to win when it matters. It's diverse enough to get an upset or two, but not to win when it matters. Let's get you to Dan Byer, find out what else is going on. DB, what do you got? Doug, news just in from the NFL, and it's not good news for the Minnesota Vikings. They've placed defensive end Daniil Hunter on 
uh, injured reserve. He's going to miss the first three weeks of the season. An undisclosed injury, Mike Zimmer has just said that he uh, tweaked something. Now he's going to miss their season opener against the Packers and more. Vikings placing Daniil Hunter on injured reserve. Washington head football coach Ron Rivera says the team will use a running back by committee approach in their season opener against the Eagles. Eagles running back Miles Sanders was limited in practice today after missing time in camp with a hamstring injury. The Rams made Jalen Ramsey the highest paid corner in NFL history. Five-year deal worth $105 million. Ramsey getting $71.2 million guaranteed, according to those reports. Veteran corner Aqib Talib announced his retirement, while Steelers linebacker Ryan Shazier announced his retirement from football. He hasn't played since suffering a spinal cord injury in December of 2017. Buccaneers wide receiver Mike Evans dealing with a soft tissue injury. He didn't practice today. Buccaneers open the season against the Saints on Sunday. News just in from ESPN is saying that the League and the Players Association are aiming for an NBA draft to take place on Wednesday, November 18th. Tonight, Game 6, Raptors and Celtics, 640 Eastern Time, followed by Game 4 between the Clippers and Nuggets in the Western Conference. That's at 9 Eastern. Clips up 2-1 on the series while Boston tries to close out Toronto in Major League Baseball. Pitches swung on and hammered. Deep left field for Tyrone Taylor. It's gone. His first big league home run. And it makes it 19 nothing Brewers as Tyrone Taylor goes deep. That was the final, 19 to nothing on the Brewers Radio Network, topping the Tigers today. Serena Williams on to the semifinals of the U.S. Open. A different U.S. Open to talk about in golf next week. Brooks Kepka won't be at Wingfoot, the four-time major champ and two-time U.S. Open champion, withdrawing because of hip and knee injuries. Doug, back to you. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Dana Jeremiah will join us in a second as um, uh, as as we continue to uh, to get ready for an NFL season. Um, you know, I, I think it's going to be fascinating to see exactly what happens tomorrow night between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Houston Texans. The Daniel Hunter injury is interesting because they just traded for a super talented defensive end on the other side of Neil Hunter. So maybe it doesn't hurt as bad that way. Although that was kind of the plan when you have a new defensive backfield. Huh? Um, I, I have lots of questions. Uh, mostly I just want to see some football, but I, I wonder how much of a true snapshot, um, how much of a true snapshot will, uh, will we see? In the first couple weeks of the season, no preseason games, limited scrimmages, limited live action, and uh, there's a lot of moving pieces, and it's going to be hard to tell what's what and who's who and how good anybody actually is. Dana Jeremiah joins us. Move the Sticks is the podcast. DJ, what do you think early season football looks like? DJ, what do you lobby. think? Go ahead. So, um, let me, let me yeah, ask the question again. What do you think early season football looks like? I think it's going to be a little bit sloppy. I think that's it's always a little bit sloppy early in the season in a normal year. And now you can expect that it's going to be a lot sloppy. I, I, I think we're going to have a couple teams that come out um, and look great, but the majority of teams are going to really struggle. And it, what I mean by that is I think you'll see a couple teams that have a lot of continuity that are going to take advantage of this situation. I think they're going to come out and go at warp speed. Um, and go really, really fast and force uh, these teams to communicate and stay up with them on the other side of the ball where they might have some new coaches and new guys. Um, but I think that's going to be the exception. The norm's going to be 
um, you're going to see a lot of pre-snap penalties and you're going to see a bunch of missed tackles. But, um, you know, look, it's, I'll take, after, uh, after what the whole world's been through, I mean, if the worst thing is we get a little ugly football for a few weeks, I'll be, I'll be just fine with that. Uh, let's get ready for tomorrow night. Um, Deshaun Watson's contract, like, does this in any way vindicate his head coach, Bill O'Brien, for the moves that he made, including trading away his top wide receiver? I, you know, I'm, I'm anxious to see how it all comes together. I, I you know, I, I, I didn't like the compensation they got for, for trading DeAndre Hopkins. I didn't love that. But I actually think they have a chance to be better offensively. Um, they have a true identity with all the speed that they've added. It's the first time I know people kind of snicker because it's been a while since he's been a big-time player. But it's the first time they've had a real slot receiver like, like Randall Cobb. Um, and they've got a, they've got a, the way to spread the football around a lot more and not be so singularly focused on one guy. I think that's going to make Deshaun a better quarterback than he was with Hopkins. So I think when we look back on that, that they might be vindicated a little bit there. And I think this is an offensive line that forever was just awful. And now it's you know I think a lot of people are saying you know this is this is uh, the best offensive line uh, that Deshaun's played behind this coming season. And I think almost. To me, it almost undersells it. That's like you're saying it's the best of the worst. I, I think this offensive line, if they stay healthy talent-wise, is one of the you know seven to ten best offensive lines in football, which is uh, which is going to be fun to watch. I, I'm, I'm actually excited about the Houston Texans. I think they're going to be better than people think. All right, what about the Chiefs? I think we remember the comebacks. We remember the wins. It was kind of a mixed bag last season. Part of it was Pat Mahomes was hurt. Um, yeah. But in spite of the fact their defense was better, their offense of production was not as good since they, you know, since they got rid of Kareem Hunt, they haven't run the football. Now Damian Williams, who's a star in the in the Super Bowl, is not there. What do, what do the Chiefs look like this year? Uh, I think they're going to be dynamic, Doug, and I, I think Clyde Edwards-Helaire is going to. Uh, he's just going to fit in there beautifully. He's a space player, and not only as a receiver but as a runner. Um, just get him in a little bit of an alley. He can make people miss. And this offense, because of the speed and because of Mahomes' arm. It's going to create a ton of space for him. So, um, you know, I, I think you know he's he's a little bit different than Kareem Hunt. He's not quite as big, but uh, but I think you're going to see that same type of impact that they haven't really had since Hunt left. Dana Jeremiah joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. In their division, some people like the Raiders. Do you? Oh, I think the Raiders are going to be a good football team. I think they're going to be better. Um, I, I think behind the Chiefs, it's pretty wide open. Um, in that division. And, you know, I think the Chargers are going to be in every game. I mean, they're not going to turn the ball over. They're going to play great defense. I think, uh, you know, the Denver Broncos, the Von Miller thing was a big blow. And then from what I was, you know, hearing this morning, it sounds like the Bradley Chubb's not a for sure thing to be ready to go. So um, I, think, I think the Raiders and the Chargers are the two teams that are going to kind of battle it out for that second spot behind the Broncos. Um, but I still think even – you know, though I think those teams are all improved, I still think the gap with Kansas City is pretty decently wide. Yeah, I would, I'd kind of tend to agree with that one as well. Daniel Jeremiah, our guest on the Fox on Fox Sports Radio and the Doug Gottlieb Show here. Um, okay, let, let's, let's sprinkle around the league a little bit. Uh, the AFC East is suddenly up for grabs. You have the Dolphins. Peter King has them winning the division and going far in the playoffs, right? You have the yep. Jets, who actually finished well. But like Chris Hogan is one of their starting wide receivers. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I, I actually still like Sam Darnold a ton. I just he does not have a ton to work with. No. And Buffalo made the playoffs again last year, 
but you know, there's still Josh Allen, still Josh Allen. Kind of, we know who he is. Give me your sense of that AFC East. I'm still sticking with the Patriots. Um, I, I just think when you look at, you know, Belichick being there, Belichick's not going to be in charge of a terrible defense. I don't care how many guys that opted out; they're still going to be solid on that side of the ball, uh, especially in the secondary. I think they've got a chance to be really good. And then, you know, what makes you see the experiment here with Cam and how that works out? Everything I've heard has been really positive. So, um, you know, I, I think it's a 10-6 and six division. You know, I think that gets it done this year. And uh, I would still stick with the Patriots. I think the Jets will be a little bit better than people think. I think their offensive line is much better. But they just don't have the, they just don't have the horses on the outside at this point in time uh, to be able to, you know, to put together consistent offense. So, I'm with you. I like Sam. I'm in on Sam, but they're another year away from really having you know the pieces in place for him to really take off. The AFC North is uh, always a, a a brutally physical division. Let's go with the Cleveland Browns, who have a lot of talent. They've done a lot of the mm-hmm. right things. Where do they fit in that mix with Pittsburgh, great defense, with the Ravens, who had the best record in football last year? Where are they in that discussion? Well, I think that division is going to get three playoff teams, so... You know, I, I just think when you look at it, I like Pittsburgh to win the division. I think with their defense is, is going to be the best defense in football, and Roethlisberger doesn't have to be great. He just has to be good, and I think he will be. I think the Browns have personnel that you can stack up with anybody. I just trust the Steelers a little bit more. But, you know, I think the Ravens get back into the postseason, and I think the Browns join them. But to me, I actually like Pittsburgh as the class of that division. Why? The defense. I mean, their defense is going to be suffocating, and they have difference makers at all three levels. They can rush the passer from inside. They get Stephon Tuitt back. Um, you look at T.J. Watt as a you know legitimate defensive player of the year candidate. Minka Fitzpatrick, legitimate defensive player of the year candidate, and they got Devin Bush in year two, who's, who's a dynamic player. They they have dudes all over the field on defense, and I saw that team was a, basically a 500 team last year with with Duck Hodges. You're trying to tell me that Ben Roethlisberger is not going to get you three or, three or four more wins? Um, even if he's not the Ben that we last saw, it doesn't have to be. Their defense is going to have them in every single football game. Um, okay, we, we look at the NFC East. Uh, last year, in spite of all the injuries, the Eagles found a way to get to the playoffs. Now they are healthier. Are they the class of the division? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I think the Cowboys have the best roster right now when you factor in health. Um, so you know, I, I like the Cowboys in that division. I think it's all set up for Dak to have a good year. Um, you know, I just look at the weapons that they have. I know the offensive line isn't what it was, but when you look at the Eagles and you take out, you know, two fifths of their offensive line before the season starts, including, in my opinion, you know, the the best, if not the best, one of the two or three best guards in all of football. I guess you'd have Quentin Nelson one, but Brandon Brooks is phenomenal. Um, that that's a big loss for them. So. Uh, you know, the Eagles always kind of find their way, and uh, I think they can find their way into the postseason. But I think the Cowboys, with what they have, uh, you know, roster-wise, I think Mike Nolan's going to make a big difference as a defensive coordinator. I like the Cowboys. Uh, okay, Mike Nolan, of course, famously his dad was the coach of the Niners. He was the coach of the Niners. I use that to segue to the NFC West. What do you think of the contract that was at least announced today? The the biggest contract in the history of the cornerback position was given to Jalen Ramsey. Uh, what's your reaction? Well, I mean, he had ultimate leverage. You know, when when you make that trade and you give up the assets that they gave up, they have no choice but to you know but to get the deal done. So 
Um, him and his agent did a great job of maximizing that leverage and, and got a huge deal. And when he's locked in, especially when you can let him press and, and just kind of play nose to nose, he's as good as it gets. Um, you know, he'll have a, some lapses in concentration every now and then, but he's, you know, he's arguably the best press corner with Stephon Gilmore uh, in the National Football League. So, you know, I, I get the, the fact you have a great player, but uh, as much as he is a great player, this was just having the ultimate leverage. I don't understand why he had so much leverage, though, right? Like, I, I get at the time when you trade for him, hey, we're going to give you a new contract, but the idea you have to give him the biggest contract in the history of the position, I don't understand that leverage. Well, the leverage is you just gave up two first-round picks. Are you really going to Are you really going to threaten that you're going to let this guy walk? Yes. Um, it's not going to yes. It's not going to happen. I know it's no, they're not going to do that. Yes. Though. It's, yeah, when you when you give up those types of assets, everybody in the room knows that you're not going to move on from him. We know you've told us your thoughts on the player. Uh, by what you gave up to get him. So that's that's why, you know, there's a lot of people talking about it at the time, right? You try and get that deal done if you can um, as the trade is getting done. But uh, we've seen it with Laramie Tunsil. That didn't happen. And and, uh, and he broke the bank. And now you see it with Ramsey breaking the bank as well. So um, you, you, just, you well. showed Khalil your Mack hand. as well. Same thing. I yeah, but that, trade, but that deal got done. Done the, the well, for the trade. trade was right. done as it was right. going. Yeah. So this was a little bit different than that. But, you know, it's, it's the same thing. We're going to see the same thing with Jamal Adams. You know, Jamal Adams is going to absolutely break the bank because of the same exact reasoning. Um, I, I'm I'm interested in that division now. Um, obviously, we both think San Francisco's loaded coming off of a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Both of us like the Arizona Cardinals. I think you especially have talked about them. Seattle, you know, you talked about Jamal Adams and some of the deals they put together to go along with Russell Westbrook. And now you have Greg Olson, a tight end, who, as long as he's not hurt, you know, at that age, he's got he's a solid super smart tight end like that's still a good football team uh, and then you have the Rams who would have made the playoffs last year with this expanded playoff format who do you like mm-hmm. well I, I'm uh, I'm kind of going out on a limb here with uh, with Arizona as the second team in that division this year so I'll, I'll stick with the Niners as the, the class but I think the Arizona Cardinals surprise people and that's based off the formula that I always use which is just quarterback and pass rush and I think they're really good in those two spots um, it is, you know, look, it's going to be a very competitive division with, with Seattle and the Rams. I think Russ has got, you know, a, a really good group around him to have a big year. I just, I don't really have anybody that I really fear on that defense like you used to, you know, back in the day. So I, I don't know that that's going to be the traditional Seattle defense that you see there. So that's why I like Arizona to kind of surprise some people and sneak into that second spot. The NFC North, uh, the Green Bay Packers do have some injuries. Um, and have a first-round pick that, as you discussed and I kind of echoed, Jordan loves a, a project, right? He's a project, so that's yep. why he's a third-string quarterback. No OTAs, no rookie minicamp. We shouldn't be surprised by it. Um, give me your sense of the NFC North. I, I like the, uh, you know, I like the Minnesota Vikings in that division. I, you know, I, I just think when you look at, at Gary Kubiak stepping into that role as the play caller and with. You know, an offensive line that just is was really built to run that system, the wide zone. They're very, very athletic up front, with, led by Bradbury, their center. So um, I think Dalvin Cook you know, stays healthy. He'll have a very big year. I like that that offense. I know they have a bunch of young players in the secondary, but Mike Zimmer, I think he even, he even joked and said he's never coached a bad defense. Um, so I think they'll figure that out, get those guys up and running. Um, and then I know everybody's on Detroit. I, I, I don't necessarily share that. I think Detroit and Chicago are kind of, you know, seven, eight win type teams. And the Packers, I think, you know, are going to find a way with Aaron Rodgers to get into the postseason as a, you know, a 10 ish type wins team. 
the Packers will be a 10-win team because they, yep. they won so many close games last year? They won't win as many close games this year? Yeah, I think they, they drop a couple. Um, but, you know, look, they're, they're still with Devontae Adams and, uh, and Aaron Rodgers. You're going to score points. So they're going to score points. I like their pass rush. Um, but I just don't think – I think Minnesota's a more complete team. Yeah. Uh, although you just see Daniel Hunter's out for a couple weeks, I don't know if you saw that that news. Uh, that's uh, that's fresh off the uh, press for me. I have not seen that yet. Yeah, Daniel Hunter uh, uh, injured, going to miss. Like the I said, I like the Packers. I like the Packers, Doug. You know, I think you just go with the Packers <laughs> in that division. Uh, uh, NFC South. Um, you know, the the, the Saints are going to re-sign Alvin Kamara. Big deal. Do it to a yeah. big deal. They they have Michael Thomas. Um, they have Jameis as a as a as a cheap cheap backup, right? They're still going to play kind of two quarterbacks with Taysom Hill as that change of pace. And obviously their defense has improved leads and bounds. Then you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady. They've added pieces in Leonard Fournette and, and Rob Gronkowski and others. And then you have Atlanta that seemed to change for the better when Raheem Morris took over the defense. What do you think of the mm-hmm. NFC South? Uh, going into the season, Doug, I, I'm still sticking with the Saints. I think you can put their roster as a top three roster in the league. I, th- I love the defense. Um, I love all the different players they have there uh, along that defensive front. Um, they've got a talented secondary. I, I just, I'm a believer in them. I think Drew Brees. This is his last go round here. I don't think he has to be great. I think he has to be good. Um, I think they win the division, and I actually like the Atlanta Falcons in the second spot there. I think just some of the continuity um, that they have, and I, I think Tampa can get off to a hot start. I'm just not convinced that Brady's going to be able to sustain it uh, on the back nine uh, of the season. I just think. Uh, you know, like when you get to that age, we saw it last year. He didn't yep. look at the same quarterback in the second half of the year. I think we'll see the same thing this year. I'm, I'm with you. Should be great. I uh, can't wait to see you on the NFL Network. Here you call in Charger games in a beautiful, brand new, empty stadium. Um, Daniel <laughs> Jeremiah. DJ, thanks for joining us. Congrats on the Padres. I noticed some snark coming from your tweets regarding the Padres. I love it. I love it. You've, you've earned it. You've been a Padres fan even when they've stunk. Now they're good. I mean, you know, they're still not close to being the Dodgers or anything. Huh? Well, that's all right. That's all right. I mean, I'm just I'm letting the lowing the Dodgers to sleep till we see them in the second round of the playoffs. The, uh, the I want you to appreciate this interview though, Doug, for the fact that I was sandwiched in between the Roomba inside, but then I had I had the neighbor's lawn guy mowing outside, so oh. I was kind of sandwiched between the two sounds and trying to find the perfect spot so that it wouldn't. Uh, drive you and your listeners nuts. So it was a delicate balancing act today. But I, think I, I, I do off. appreciate that. My my son has hit me up on my computer because there's some fantasy football draft that he wants to register for. His buddies are having. He's like, I need your computer and your email because it's sent to you. I'm like, dude, I'm interviewing Daniel Jeremiah right now. So <laughs> when we go to break, that will take place. There we go. All multitasking. That's what you got to do. DJ, great stuff. Thanks for joining us. See you, bud. Bye. All right. That's uh, Daniel Jeremiah. Has playoff Rondo finally arrived find out next but first a word from farmers you get a whole lot of something with farmers policy perks so much i'm gonna have to speed things up you can get the claim free discount which gives you money off your homeowner's policy if you've been claim free for three consecutive years also applies for three successive years three years straight and what's known to insurance fans as the claim free three peak get a whole lot of something with farmers policy perks start with a quote by calling 1-800-FARMERS we are farmers bum, 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 bum. now for the legal something not available in every state only available with select farmers branded policy subject to terms and conditions underwritten by farmers truck or fire insurance exchanges or affiliate be sure to catch the live edition of the doug gottlieb show weekdays at 3 p.m eastern noon pacific i'm Saleya mosin and i've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the united states 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast! Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Avito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.